Hello, and welcome to the Delicious Recipe here on UPRN, New Orleans Talk Radio. If you're uh, watching us, you can be checking us out on YouTube, uh, the UFO Gods and Extraterrestrials uh, site, uh, the UFO Paranormal Radio, UFO Paranormal Radio. That's done twice. Uh, we're also on Podbean, Spreaker, uh, SoundCloud, all the other places there uh, that uh, podcasts are being uh, played. And uh, it's 8 p.m., on Eastern Time. Uh, this is Delicious Recipe. I'm your host, Adele, and I have on tonight there, uh, Laura Lee again there. Say hi, Laura Lee. Hi, Laura Lee. I'm Laura Lee Potvin. I'm Dell's other half. I'm also a host on UPRN here Monday nights with the almost a delicious recipe with the Angel Rock. Thanks for having me, Dell. Yes, and I want to say a uh, shout out there to uh, Hey You and uh, Kitty Pot there. They're watching the ones and twos, as always, to make sure that we don't have any uh, technical problems like we did have uh, last week there. But uh, they're uh, such a great crew. They work things out. So anyways, like the delicious recipe is, I would say we throw everything in the pot and we see how it tastes at the end. It's just information. And uh, if you find something, a little ingredient there that you uh, find uh, appealing to yourself, come up with your own recipe, do your own research. And uh, maybe some of this information there is something you might have thought about, maybe didn't think about. Maybe there's some little uh, tasty morsel in there that gets you thinking to, to go and uh, look into not things a little. Not a cooking show. <laughs> That's correct, yes. This, this is not a cooking show. This episode I called uh, Artificial Eggs. And uh, there is things out there, plant-based eggs, that are not real eggs. And uh, I've talked many times on here about uh, eating real, eating true is a lot healthier for you. And uh, people can uh, uh, think what they want to be out of there. I think uh, natural is the way to go for, for most things there. And it's probably the most healthiest. Getting away from all those uh, scientifically uh, modified and uh, food surfaces, food substances that are in there. We don't know what the detriment to that is to the human body. And the human body is uh, an incredible machine that self-corrects and uh, makes things better and... Uh, it's it's amazing that we haven't even it's figured perfect. it out there. It's perfect. Yep. Hi, so, hi, Raymond. We want to say hi to Raymond Newman Newsom. Sorry, Newsom. We got in the chat. Oh, there I'm you also are. going to add. I'm a registered nurse on top of everything else that I do, but I wanted to add that because we're going to be talking about some interesting artificialness that we've seen, right, Del? Yep, that's that's true. There, there's a, a story that we'll be going into in a little bit there of uh, uh, dealing with uh, eye implants, but. Uh, I guess to start this off there and where I started thinking about this back a long, long, long time ago, uh, back when I started reading comic books, I guess, when I was back in a little kid and uh, thinking about the merging of technology with humanity and how you think about the superheroes that sort of had that where they sort of merged uh, tech and that. And I'm not anti-tech at all. And I'm uh, I, there's pros and cons to everything. And like I, th I think for the best part there is that if you use technology, you use it as uh, an accessory, uh, as an, a complement to something else there. Don't make it your primary uh, function where it's sort of uh, an appendage of yourself. And um, I think we've been sort of seeing this, and if you would agree there, Laura, is that we've been sort of almost merged with uh, smart smartphone technology. And I guess even the word smartphone uh, is sort of like a, uh, sort of a real interesting marketing uh, word they're used to that. Before it was like uh, the uh, phone or the 
iPhone or the Samsung phone that, but now it's become the smartphone, the other brain, the other part that is around there. And you see how uh, people, kids, especially there today, uh, have sort of glued that to their to themselves, and they've made it their primary uh, device that they have. And there's been many shows and stuff like that where they've gone and uh, done and taken uh, people away from technology where they've gone out into the bush and stuff like that. And the withdrawal amount, that uh, dopamine rush that they're not getting from checking their emails and checking their Facebooks and Twitters and whatever they're all the rest of those social platforms is that some people actually go into a, a real withdrawal. What do you think about that, Laura? Well, I think that people are addicted and it's not just smart TVs, it's smart technology, smart meters, which is, we could do a whole show on that, uh, smart TV, smart devices. Um, yes. And we've seen people, I've seen people that have actually been treated for, we can get addicted to just about anything, definitely get addicted to their phones. We are seeing that. I find it, well, we have, we've noticed this. I said, our generation, you being in your, well, 52 and I'm 57. And uh, I think we've come the most with technology versus pretty well any other generation because we went way back when we were little to black and white TVs with one or two, you know, channels to where we are now. And like you said, yes, there are good things and there are bad things or not so good things, I guess. But the problem is that society, I believe, is being geared towards moving into a techno age, the fourth industrial revolution, if you will. And, you know, there, I'm going to go a little conspiracy theory. Don't like that word, but I like truth seeking, but they've even put it out in movies. There was that movie, please forgive me. Can't remember the name of it was with Samuel Jackson, Colin Firth, where he was giving out free chips for your cell phone and everybody oh, they, was lying. Go ahead. Yeah. The, the Kingsman. Yeah. I thought it was the Kingsman. Okay. I didn't want to get the title wrong. And, you know, everybody was lining up and that would de we could definitely see that happening in this day and age. But the problem with technology is it's, it's very easy to monitor humanity. I believe with technology, which takes away um, privacy, which I believe is a real right. Yep. That, that's exactly true. There was actually sort of a mention there when the, the trucker convoy happened in uh, Canada, with uh, people that were uh, transport uh, were uh, traveling across the border, and uh, because we were going through the the pandemic there at the time, and there's this uh, digital tracking. This is a a, a thing with fo uh, face recognition there too as well, and it's been uh, being done in China and also moved over here into uh, North America and in European countries. And just even on this iPhone 12, just to turn on my phone, uh, if you don't use the code, it just does. Uh, facial recognition to turn on the phone where you don't even you have to pretty hit well anything. need it you pretty well need it now yeah. compared to before you had a choice you got to yeah. use and before that it didn't last long they would get you to use your fingerprint correct and i hadn't thought about this till we've talked about it off air so now you've got your face they've got your fingerprint right yeah. and just it's a little bit off topic but not really um you know, we see this this chromosomal analogy of checking out what your your DNA is, what your you know historical who you are, basically what kind of nationality and what percentage, and there was all these guarantees that this was private, that DNA will never be used, it's just strictly yours, blah 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 blah. Well, 
lo and behold, and I'm seeing it more and more and more. Now it's been, again, there's positives and negatives. Those are now being put into open source, these uh, DNA profiles, and they're catching, uh, they're solving cold cases and things like this using that that DNA. And it comes from usually relatives that have submitted it. And people think that it's secure, right? Because nobody reads the fine print, I find. Yes, that is true. But uh, getting back, uh... Uh, on the part of this uh, topic that we're talking here today, it almost comes into this part of uh, transhumanism, where it's the melding of yes. uh, technology with uh, with uh, organic life forms. And uh, we'll we'll talk about a little bit later there about uh, the part with Neuralink that uh, that uh, Elon Musk is uh, trying to do uh, or trying to put through there, and it's a brain chip that will basically. Uh, the thought is, anyways, is that to make a uh, language obsolete in about ten years. And to go to the Internet of Things. Right, and it's basically, basically, well, maybe I'll go into this little part here first, but there's, uh, well, we'll get it a little bit later there, but basically it's, it's merging technology with humanity where you don't even, you're, you're in the machine, right? And people talk about the, the simulation and stuff like that. Uh, are we actually, what is reality? What, what, is, what is anything? But that's, that goes into a whole other part there. But there, there is a sort of a problem. I think that uh, people have put too much faith or put too much reliance on technology. Mm -hmm. And we, we've we seen this already, uh, just even with uh, using uh, iPhones there, like the, I've mentioned this before, is that this little iPhone 5 that I have here is is obsolete. Like it, it won't even work. And we've seen that with uh, computers. I got computers, laptops and stuff like that. The the programming that uh, is involved with it, it, it doesn't generate further past when they figure that it's obsolete. It's, you can't even use it. I have a Commodore 64 that I can still use because it wasn't dependent on the internet. And it still works there. But all the rest of these laptops and computers and devices that I have, they don't, they don't carry forward anymore. And you see that in gaming systems too as well. And then you also come to this part here with problems with hacking, bugs, uh goes into whole programming uh, uh the the chips not lasting long uh the stuff that doesn't last usually over the shelf life of what they determine so you always have to buy new have you noticed that at all there lord <laughs> have i noticed that well what happened to me was i won an iphone we're in canada we forgot to mention you know we are broadcasting into new orleans new orleans i should say all around the world but um so i hadn't had a clue what to do with this phone um they just come out in the u.s so i had to do a lot of research i found a community out there in discovered the world of jailbreaking which is a terrible word because it's not illegal long story short I had to learn how to hack the phone to get it to work in Canada. And I used to do a podcast way back when with three guys that were computer experts from across Canada that worked around the world. But my whole point is I have that first phone. I have so many phones, so many computers. Um, we have iPhone 12s. We're just about at the end of our contract here. At the end of January, beginning of February, we're already into the iPhone 14. If we don't upgrade, in the next year or so, I we can pretty well be guaranteed that within the next probably two years, most of the stuff on the phone won't work. And then they force you to buy new. So yes, I ha we have a whole collection here of technology. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's always it's, it's done to a part of a shelf life, so you're always always having to get stuff new. And that's why I always find it sort of interesting with uh, with these iOS upgrades. Like I think we're at uh, now 16, and uh, and uh, it's just unbelievable. I'm not sure with that one. There's lucky well, they said well, greetings, so we'll say oh, greetings and leave it at that. Uh, we've yeah. got, I think it's Karen Ann. So welcome, Karen Ann Donald. Yeah. So this is uh, so this is an interesting uh, uh, story that I uh, I saw a couple of days ago. I mentioned it to you, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, this you can check out this uh, uh, article. There's uh, several of them, but I found one that was sort of pretty uh, precise. There, anyways, this was from uh, Fierce Biotech, and it's uh, if you want to check it out, it's uh, www.fiercebiotech.com. Meditech second sight bionic eyes that have gone obsolete while still implanted. So this is a, the story came up uh, and it was about this guy named Ross Dewar. Uh, and this happened, I believe, in 2020. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll go in a little bit about what this uh, company had done. Is uh, he had uh, I, I believe he was traveling. He'd gotten out of the uh, off the plane in through the uh, airport, and he's about leaving. And he had an ocular implant because he was blind, and this was allowing him to see. And as he was uh, leaving the airport his eyes went out right he's back to being blind again can't see okay so what ended up happening here and i'll just read part of this article here uh this is from like i said the the fantastic technology and a lousy company's second sight's bionic eyes have gone obsolete while still implanted okay this was done by uh, andrea park back in february 17th of 2022 okay for this uh, fierce biotech so let me just read this very quickly for you guys out there. So most new medical devices are designated to make their users' day-to-day -day lives easier. But what happens when those devices are subtly cut off from an initially promised level of support and technical upgrades? Okay. Second Sight began phasing out the Argus II in 2019. I believe that's the implant. A process that quickly ramped up first because of dire financial issues that nearly wiped out an entire company. And then just this month, because of a plan to shift gears and merge with a drug delivery implant maker, Nano Precision Medical. This Nano Precision Medical is to uh, deliver medicine. It's implanted in your skin and do it at a certain time. And that amid this uncertainty, Argus 2 users say they have been left in the lurch. With upgrades and repairs no longer available, many patients are merely counting the days until their vision-restoring implants go dark. So on his, with this Ross Dyer's, his went dark, and many others that were still working, uh, theirs are just waiting for this, this uh, process to, uh, to finally fail. So Second Sight, well, originally on their website, Second Sight's website promised that the device is ever-improving and offers Argus 2 users the capacity for future hardware and software upgrades. Well, that was all good. That was what the initial part of the company was. And they did get uh, government money grants and stuff like that to do things to produce, to, uh, uh, produce this stuff. According to the Spectrum report, however, it stopped offering upgrades in March of 2020 when it announced that more than 80 of its 108 employees were being laid off ahead in an orderly wind down of the company's operations. Pa patients told the magazine the company didn't inform them of this major update and that they had to find out about their implants eminent obsolete obsolence oh obsolete oh geez that they <laughs> imminent obsolescence that's the word i was looking for secondhand by the time second sight had already told patients of its intent to shift this focus from the argus to 
Orion implant, that's the, the drug thing there, which was placed directly on the brain to provide artificial vision to patients with blindness caused by glaucoma, diabetic retinopathy, optic nerve injury, cancer, and other conditions. We don't really support the basic arguments after that. The firm engineer of the company said, we didn't sell anymore, and we didn't make anymore, and we didn't have anything to do with it anymore. So they basically left all of its implant users in the lurch. There, there's no more upgrades for anything. So basically, they said out of this, uh, with no... Uh, with neither replacement nor technical upgrades and option, Argus users are now forced to decide between two unattractive alternatives. They can either leave the soon-to-be obsolete device in their eyes until it simply stops working, possibly leading to a medical complication and MRI interference, or undergo a potentially risky and painful procedure to remove it. And then basically what the 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 company has said, simply not relevant to see it's, they, they basically walked, it's simply not relevant, relevant to them, the company, anymore for what they produced in the past. So they basically walked away from it, and the people that are stuck with it are basically stuck with what they have with no recourse. There's so what, many implications with that. Never mind they've got this technology interwoven with the optic nerve which goes into your brain or what have you, what you just said. Never mind that this has given these people their sight back, which has now been, I'm sorry, I'm just reading. Oh, we got some interesting comments here. Okay. Um, nothing to do with what we're talking about, but <laughs> um, no, the, the, the point here is because the company feels they're not making enough money. So let's go in a different direction. All these people, and it doesn't matter whether it was 10 or, or, you know, thousands or what, You've left all these people hanging, right? And this is why when we were talking about this before we, we, you know, decided we talked about this topic and thought it would be a good one is nobody seems to think about this. Like I, I've had this conversation. We've had it together on air as well. When people stop and think about this and they don't, first of all, we go back even to school where cursive writing's not being taught anymore. You, you, you do need to know how to sign your name. I won't get too long-winded about that. I've run into people, 13-year-olds, that have to sign when they cross into another country that this person with them is their parent and they can't sign. Never mind that all of our things like our, our heating, our electricity, our water, everything is gone now to technology. Because everybody's assuming that the internet is going to be there. Never mind that we're getting into, back in the day, well, if you're around our age, you'll remember it, the bionic man. We're almost heading there with bionic body parts. But there's no guarantees because it's a company and there's nothing really regulating it or forcing it to continue with, with what it was doing. You're leaving all these people in a lurcher. What happens when this technology shuts down? And that's where I'm going with all the things I mentioned. It shuts down. We get an EMP strike, for example, just with all things that run your infrastructure in the city. What do you do? People don't think about this. No, no electricity, no water, uh, no heat, no nothing like that. Then you get into human beings, which are very important. I mean, that's why we're all here. We've got human beings on this planet. And you've done something. You've given something back to people that thought they'd never have back, for example, with these eyes, to be able to see. Now the people that their device hasn't failed, 
They've got a really difficult decision to wait. They're basically sitting on a time bomb. Nobody else offers this technology or anything like this. So now not only did they get their site back, it could be gone in a second. And that's, I think, where we're going with this is people don't think about this. Never mind. I mean, you could do hours of a show about this with technology and people that, yes, it's the future, but it's not foolproof. We are dealing with a machine. We are dealing with technology. And there's no guarantees that you've got to rely on somebody else to fix it. Whereas with your own human body, yes, you may have to go see a doctor. You may have to have... Um, healthcare and what have you, but the human body can heal itself. You do enough research. It's also part of what I do is, is healing and looking at different healing modalities, but we're dealing with machines and, and, and like I said, electronics and technology, no guarantees it's going to function in the future or they'll even be there to maintain it. That is true. And that's the, the part that I guess a lot of people miss is that machines are fallible and they are created by the person that creates them and there can always be problems. And uh, as I was looking into this, I, I, I'll talk a little bit about Elizabeth Holmes if people don't remember who she is. She's been in the, mm -hmm. the news there uh, with uh, Theranos and what she had done, uh, she actually got charged there. She was found guilty uh, out of four of 11 charges and basically they were, they were mostly for wire fraud, mm -hmm. but because uh, she had built out uh, people out of billions of dollars in, uh, in funding and 11 years that's it yeah 11 years each charge was supposed to carry up to 20 years she got 11 but there's there's a lot of really uh, funny things that are going into it she's still free and she doesn't go into uh probably into jail till uh the next year in april but um what she had basically done was she and a lot of uh money uh was uh and a lot of people celebrity people had stood behind this had promoted this had uh, spent money into this even uh the government, uh, the military, U.S. military, a lot of uh, billionaires. She had uh, uh, basically sold uh, a widget, something that doesn't work, an imaginary device. And what this thing was to do, and this was supposed to go into all the drugstores and Walgreens and CVSs all around the U.S., used by the military and where else it was going to be used, was that it was supposed to take a drop of blood and then it was put into this little ampule that would be go put into the machine into a cartridge into a machine and this machine would go and find 210 different problems that would be in your blood that would come from being that you have so cancer it would screen for it it would screen yeah. for it mm -hmm. yeah screen for these things there and then they would know that you had leukemia or you had uh uh it wasn't just cancers but high anything cholesterol, Par high cholesterol parkinson's and disease uh als uh, like uh, stuff like that any anything like that there was whatever the 210 different uh, things were. And uh, she was ended up being called out. And one of the, I guess, the head uh, doctors, I just watched a little update on this uh, again there today, is that what was she was what she was promising was uh, medically uh, and technologically at this in time impossible. And she 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 made billions of dollars in investments and stuff like that and i don't even know how much she ended up having to pay back i don't even know if she even paid back anything but uh it was a really sort of interesting sort of story there and this comes into these other devices and this is another one if you want to check people out there on the on the internet i found this one from uh the web there uh www.nsmedicdevices.com 
And uh, this story uh, is about uh, seven serious medical devices malfunctions that have led to urgent FDA recalls. And there, there's seven different ones that are in here, but I, one I found was very interesting. And this was called the uh, Metatronic Insulin Pumps. Mm-hmm. Now, you know what an insulin pump is? You want to explain that to them there more? So what an insulin pump is, it's usually a needle that goes underneath the skin and it's for people that have diabetes, which means that their body doesn't produce insulin or produces inadequate insulin, depending on the type of diabetes. Now, the problem is a needle or a pill does not work effectively as a human body, but the pump is supposed to deliver micro doses of insulin and then you give it a a bolus it's called push a button when you're about to eat like the normal body would work so it's supposed to maintain a more stable blood sugar basically okay so this one here this is an interesting story and uh this is where i i think that we've put too much faith in technology and uh where this is where there's failures that are inherent in in a lot of this stuff there device failure hacking uh uh system problems with uh with the the code that's in there that can always break down. I found this one, there, there's seven different ones, but I'm going to read this one here. This is the Metatronic insulin pump. This is pretty good. The Metatronic uh, mini med insulin pump is used by people with diabetes to self-administer insulin in order to manage the condition. Exactly what you said. In August 2018, the U.S. medical device company was forced to issue a recall of more than a thousand of these devices due to a potential cybersecurity risk in which hackers could gain control of the pump's remote control. An unauthorized person could then instruct the pump to either over-deliver insulin to a patient, leading to a low blood sugar hypoglycemia, or stop insulin delivery, leading to high blood sugar, diabetic ketoacidosis, and even death, according to the FDA. However, in the March uh, 2020, the FDA has said that no one is aware of any Are are we back, guys? Sorry, what's going on here? I apologize. Okay. Are we back? Because yeah, um, uh, the pictures there. Just the, I could still hear you there, but uh, I'm not we sure. We kicked so, right out. Okay, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Okay, so anyways, that uh, the FDA said that they were unaware of any of uh, these devices being hacked to their knowledge at that time because it, the the remote uh, hookup there, the remote controller, was an optional uh, addition to this uh, device, right? But the, the potential of somebody doing that, and we've well aware of people putting viruses into into systems, hacking into systems. This is a big, huge thing that uh, is is very prevalent in in our world there today, because we put such a dependence on uh, on this technology. Like they've put everything, your bank accounts. You can do all the stuff that you need. You can order your groceries. You can do all your banking. You can order a car you can buy a car you could yeah but look at alexa look at alexa um like we had one i i won't we don't have we don't have it connected in any way shape or form and we're not paranoid we've had some crazy few things happen with it but i i encourage people to take a look take a look out there do a a search check Mm -hmm. out some of the things that have happened with people's alexas that are crazy some of them very frightening including the uh security cameras being hacked and there's been people uh peering in on small children and being able to speak hack right into the security camera scare the 
heck out of a lot of kids, almost like another form of voyeurism, if you will. Yep. Um, I do want to stop just for one second. I want to apologize to Vulpical Astrology. Sorry, while Del was talking, I reread your question because I said, people are chatting, but not much to do with the discussion. You did. This was a comment that you made towards the beginning of the conversation. And I apologize because what they said was, just egg i ate that product a lot so you were referring to the foods that we were talking about so i want to apologize to you about that sure uh, okay let me get that out of the way okay no uh, well they're supporting yeah. the show no. so yeah exactly not her no yep that's good um but there is other devices here too and this is like a like i just said if we did that if i didn't get uh, cut off there when it sort of uh, timed out there is that there's a lot of things I don't think we're at this point there where we can fully just give ourselves away to technology and to allow this stuff to be in there. There's a, I think there's still, uh, we're still a far away. I think there's a lot of benefits to a lot of things that have happened there. Like uh, you had that person that had no uh, legs that ran in the Olympics there. And there, I guess there's some con controversy with that too. There is when you have a spring steel on your legs. A lot of strange weather. So we keep cutting out uh, here. I'm going to move over a little bit, see if that'll change things. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So this is another one here that I found there. This is out of a, another part of failure. And it's this is not going to be just totally all negative, but uh, there is things I think that you should look into before you get involved with, uh, especially if you're implanting something into yourself. And I think people, a lot of people just take their uh, doctor's opinion at, uh, at face value and they don't do their own research and that's a big thing that we always say is to do your own research check things out don't take our word for it don't even take your doctor you can there's there was always a thing that was when i was brought brought up get a second opinion especially when something is life-changing in your in your life especially when it deals with your body when you're altering something with your body and like we already said at the beginning here the body is an amazing machine that does help and self-correct itself there quite a bit. Well, one thing I want to add, I just had this conversation with somebody recently and um, they were told that, oh, no, nothing can be done for you. Nothing at all. They had seen one doctor and I said, there's a whole, we're just human. There's only so much that can go into our brain. So you could put a room full of doctors, for example, and, and have a conversation, say, about this person's case. There, I guarantee you there will be a doctor in there that will probably know of a new technique or a different technique or a different treatment protocol versus just one person telling you, no, nothing can be done. Or whatever mm -hmm. and i'm not knocking the medical profession i'm i was part of it i'm off of the back injury but my point is that that's why it's so important to take a look at the whole picture look around look and see you know what did we do in the day and age before we had all these modern medicine advances people live people got treated take a look is there like and you know i do this with our own family doll and no i'm not trying to play doctor here and i come from a big pharma background and there's a place for everything. And I think that's what we're trying to say here. But I look and see, is there something natural? Is there another alternative? Is there something else we could try before necessarily always going towards either cutting it or taking a pill for it is what I'm trying to say. And I think it goes along with technology here as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. And uh, here's, a, here's, a, here's another one that I found that was sort of interesting here. Uh, it's uh, called the Edwards Life Sciences Monitoring Platforms. 
Okay. So this is out, uh, still off of that whole uh, uh, nsmedicaldevices.com analysis, medical devices failures. And this is why, like, I just easily found this just myself, just looking, I just put in medical device failures. And if, if you're mm -hmm. looking at something that you're using or that you might be using, because there's another one here, uh, which is like the physio controlled defibrillators. And up here, when you take that first aid. I was you take, thinking about that already. You, the you take the you take the a AED and basically what it is, it's a portable defibrillator and you take a course on that. I took the course there back a few years ago. And, uh, but this other one here, this Edwards life sciences monitoring platforms. So in March of 2019, the firm, the firm informed users of an issue affecting 11,000 of the devices in the U S after reports of fluid leaking into the AC power outlet could result in electrical short circuit and cause the device to either stop working or catch fire. Okay, so this is a, uh, there are several ways to monitor blood pressure during and after surgical procedures. The regular, uh, the, the regulator added that the risk of fire increases the oxygen enriched environments such as operating rooms to intensive care units. So this is this, this device there, there's already a problem with it there, and then it still was in there until there. This is what happened, ends up happening a lot of. Then you see these on the news there is that they they know there are problems with this, but they get them out to market and they get put out there. And then when there is a problem, then they get then the, the recall happens, right? Because you have to cover your losses as a company to make back what you've invested in, right? And that's it goes the same thing when when it comes to these uh, drugs that are out there. There was actually one that was uh, mentioned to, uh, I think it was on Jimmy Dore's show, and uh, it was a, a, a pill medicine that was uh, stopped here in North America. And I, I'm, uh, I don't want to see if I get this wrong. I think it was Bear, but I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But uh, they continued, the company continued to still sell it to third world countries. They did that it, all the time. And it had, and it, it had uh, HIV uh Oh yeah, in in the in the medicine and it caused yeah. a lot of problems for people. So they had all this stock that was there. It's it stopped here in North America, but then it's given to and sold to third world countries. And uh, you yeah, just but see, it's not just that. Sorry, I mean, I wanted to add with this. And again, as we always say on your show and mine, Del, you don't have to believe us. Take a look for yourself. And it's not it, again. Yeah, I'm not sure what company it was. But this happens when the more bigger you, you um, the more you dig deeper and use various search engines, not just one, okay? Um, usually something other than, say, Google. Use it a couple different. You can use Google, too. Take a look, and you will be shocked to see how many things that maybe have been stopped here in, in first world countries. I hate to call it that, but that's basically how they're referred to and you start looking at the third world countries or start looking at across the pond and things that aren't safe say over here in north america get shipped over there and what are they different types of human beings over there or what like why would you do that and it's money they want to cut their losses right Yep, that is very, very true. And uh, it was actually even talked about before on uh, other shows uh, about uh, the Africa being a testing ground for uh, for medicines and stuff like that, right? Because uh, India. Yeah, that another place there too as well. Third world countries with high populations, right? They that uh, I guess that 
the news isn't really covering it. And plus the news, mainstream media news is uh, mostly corporate uh, run. So, or is corporate run. So, and it's, uh, they don't want to talk about their investments. They don't want to talk about things that uh, hurt, hurt their bottom line, right? Their stock values. So there's another one here that I'm going to do quick. And then I, I got this other part about, uh, it goes back into the, the, the phones and with young kids here uh, with, uh, with poor eyesight. And it's to deal with, uh, the, the amount of computer time and phone time and iPod, iPad time or uh, just the time that uh, hurt in their eyes. But this is another one here. This is uh, called the Verathon Laryngoscopes. And a laryngoscope. Laryng laryngoscopes. Laryngoscopes. Okay, that's the word there. Mm -hmm. uh, so when a camera can be attached to the blades of the laryngoscope to view the patient's vocal cords. A disrupted or, or unstable video image could lead to delayed tracheal tube insertion, intubulation failure, and other serious adverse health consequences, including low levels of oxygen in the blood, hypo hypoxemia, and organ damage or death, according to the you FDA. You should let me read that one with all the medical terminology in there. <laughs> yeah. So only... low, low oxygen, that can damage the vocal cords. They could perforate the trachea. There is all kinds of things they could do if that was not functioning properly. That right. what exactly what they're talking about. Right. And that's the thing is that uh, the technology isn't at the part that it can keep up to a current real-time events as things are being put in. And it, it, they don't find this out till later on till there's actually a problem, right? So, well, the one thing I wanted to add though, very quickly, and I won't get, I know you've got a bit of a schedule there, so I won't talk too long about it. Is there's so many people because we've seen when you said about transhumanism, so basically merging man with machine, but that's where we've been going with this. These are just small examples, but when you take a look at this and the whole principle of it, are we really at the point? where we can actually even look at that with the technology because once it's in there or something put in your brain how do you get it out if it stops functioning or the company quits yeah that's that's it and this goes into that part that i mentioned before about uh, elon musk says neuralink brain chip will make language obsolete in 10 years and this uh, article uh, it, this was off of the design boom uh, technology elon can musk you neuralink if they say that makes language obsolete, so that would mean that you're communicating with your brain and, and what have you. So how do you stop people from seeing what's inside your thoughts in your brain? Can you see where I'm going with this? Like we already have problems just with viruses and hacking and all kinds of things with computers. Can you imagine if people can do that with your brain? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I remember, uh, what was that uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? And I remember the one thing there is that the at the very beginning, uh, the universal translator, and it was like this little uh, worm or bug or something. They look like this cute little thing, and he pops in the guy's uh, head there, and uh, I guess it attaches to the back of his uh, cerebral cortex there, and it's a universal translator, oh. and so he can understand every single universal language all through everywhere, right? There's that was. Uh, the thing, if uh, people remember the movie uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. But uh, this is sort of thing there, uh, uh, when discussing the possibility of universal language, must state it. I think you would be, I think in principle, you would be able to communicate very quickly with a far more precision language. I'm not sure what would happen to language, but in the Citroen like thought, it'd be kind of like the matrix. You want to speak a different language, no problem, just download the program. 
That's right? the internet of things. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, the other part here must emphasize that the first few Neuralink iterations will be focused on trying to solve brain injuries. It's not going to sneak up on you. This will be take a while, said Musk, about the possibility of communicating through the mind. However, when asked how many years it would be before you would start, before you wouldn't have to speak, Musk stated, if the development continues to to accelerate, maybe in five to ten years. That, and you know what? There'll be people out there that'll think this sounds incredible, and maybe it is, but it's when you start breaking it down and having a conversation rather than, mm -hmm. you know, downloading a program and can you computer, like think about your conversations on a computer. Okay. Never mind that something's always listening already anyways, because we have voice activated smartphones, but yeah. now you're going to have a conversation that could be hacked, but that just opens a whole thing of worms. Like how do you prove you didn't do something? You didn't say something you didn't do whatever. And a crime's committed. How do you do? Like there's just so many things that haven't been thought out. It's like, well, we'll just do it. Let's just do it. And the same thing is, you know, I wanted to add very quickly, we see AI out there. They're trying to get this out there, right? Once AI takes place, people may think it's great. Well, that means if something can replace the job that you're doing, you don't have a job. And then the other thing I'm noticing is, okay, some AI can look very real in the conversations and say you give them a decision to make when it's ethical, especially. The only thing I've ever seen them be able to do is to defer either to what they've been programmed with or what they've learned through experience because there is no thing such as empathy or emotion or, you know, sometimes people will do maybe what you shouldn't do, but they've, they've gone to their heart, if you will. They, you know, they feel that that's the right thing in their mind. Or how do, how do we have intuition? How do we have all these gifts that we have that a machine will never have or when we we interface with I guess they figure it's going to be the best of both worlds but we've just been talking about a few things here and it's not infallible never mind I don't think they've worked out all the kinks nor do they really worry about it it's just this is cool technology let's jump right in yes and this comes into the scary part is that they were talking about this back uh, at uh, at the beginning of COVID or just even before uh, the pandemic and they were talking about uh, going digital currency and uh, to get rid of, uh, of of the paper money. And this this goes one step further. Okay, so if you were in digital currency and you talked anything negative about the government or the powers that be, or a hacker wanted to be in there, somebody could get in and they could go and delete your funds, freeze your funds. You saw what the government did with the truckers in Ottawa. They froze their assets there out. Uh, they or stopped, people that donated five dollars. Right. They they stopped their PayPal. They stopped PayPal they accounts. Their bank accounts. Right. So they can go and do this. So anything that you do, this is why the, uh, I think this is a very dangerous slippery slope that we're sort of heading towards. Uh, putting all our faith into digital, putting on that you don't use a card anymore, going into the bank, you know, or use just your phone from home, and somebody can easily just break into this thing there and hack into this and we like we said there already before is that hacking is a thing it's an actual real thing so and it the amount of disruption that it can do and you can figure that the government and they, they've done and talked about this in movies but this is actually quite possibly a thing there too is that somebody can go in and they can remove you out of the system they can get, remove your uh, social insurance number they can get rid of you you basically don't exist anymore you become a ghost and then you have to prove your way back because i remember my grandmother had talked about this before 
is that when she was uh, she was taken from the reserve and then she was put into foster care and moved around and stuff like that. And when she had turned 65, uh, there was a hard time to find out who she was, right? Because there was no real record about who she was and uh, she wasn't in the system. And uh, I think there was a, they had they do a whole bunch of different things there, my, my aunt. What if we get like to that. minority report where, yeah. and, and that could very well be happening. And, and again, people say, oh, that couldn't happen. It's just, right. well, you know what guys look back 20, 30 years ago, you probably never would have thought what's possible now is possible. And the way technology is going, it's almost like a new car. The minute you drive a new car off the lot, how many thousands of dollars does it take off because you've driven it off the, the front, you know, the lot that's going to happen with, it's happening already with technology. Mm-hmm. So, so what, the, go ahead. Okay. So this is the part that I, what I wanted to get into, this is the, the second, the, the worst part that goes there. So if you have this Neuralink uh, thing put into your brain, which is accessing your brain and doing things like that. And I just had already mentioned this whole part about the Metatronic insulin pump. What, what gives the, the part there that you don't think that some nefarious person in the government or a hacker or some company or something like that doesn't shut down the chip in your brain and, you basically brain dead or useless or you can't connect you can't do anything this is what the the, even the part there with these uh people that want to put rfids in their hand these implants to go through the door to pay for stuff connect it it to their credit card there was it was big uh, i think it was in uh, sweden or finland or denmark they were doing a a test thing of that i think there was actually a place here in canada out in the maritimes a small little town where they were doing the the rfid chip the implant and I think this whole part about uh, getting away from tangible money, like when they already got rid of the barter system because they didn't, they wanted control of taxes, right? That was the whole reason for doing that. If I provide a service for you and you give me a dozen eggs, let me tie in the egg reference here, uh, that was fine. But the government couldn't tax it because they had no proof of money exchange on there, right? That was the whole part of this barter system. That's why they outlawed it. And, uh, this comes in this whole part with this uh, with this brain thing having a chip put in your brain. Like I said, is that what? How do you think that somebody might not screw with that? And it's a, I just find it really amazing that people don't think more about this because you see a lot of people get very energetic about this and saying this is the next wave, this is the best thing for us, this is the way to move to the future. And like I said at the beginning, technology should be an accompaniment should be something that you use as a tool, not an appendage, not something that's connected to you that you have to depend on. Never mind that it's controllable. It's monitored. You can monitor it. And Mm -hmm. like you said, like people may say, well, they can't do that. Like say for your bank account. Well, it did happen here. We're not even in a digital currency. People that donated $5 because they believed in the cause, say what our truckers were doing. And that happened. Mm-hmm. So imagine like online and we've seen it, like I've seen so many Bitcoin companies and it's not Bitcoin per se, but digital currency, I'll say already that's out there that have just disappeared. Same thing up and gone. And so what you had your money in that your money's gone. And then they used to say that it was unhackable. It was untraceable. Well, that's not happening anymore. It's pretty easy still to be able to get in there. If you've got somebody that knows what they're doing. And again, human beings, I mean, Hey, I'm going to give you a name. Yuval Noah Harari, the prophet. 
advisor to Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum. I'm not going to say one way or another. Look for the video where he talks about humans being hackable animals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. So mm -hmm. quickly before we uh, end here, I just wanted to mention one thing that I said before there is that there seems to be uh, a thing that we are getting there because of using these uh, devices that we have there. There's a, a, a term that's been called eye hunch. And what this is, is that uh, I'll turn sideways for people are looking is to be sitting like this the whole time, staring at your phone or your tablet or whatever. Uh -huh. and, and basically it puts your neck into a very uh, uh, position, a natural position that should be that can cause a lot of stress and uh, being and they, they've done some sort of studies on this is that being hunched in and being like this can cause things like uh, stress, depression, depression low self-esteem but also another part there is that the uh they're talking about with uh kids and people that have kids out there is that the amount of time that your kids play on these devices and stuff like that there's a part that they're seeing there now in kids of uh nearsightedness mm -hmm. and uh becoming a word here becoming myoptic younger okay. kids yeah. having poor eyesight and they're seeing this more and more an increase. Uh, I think they said between the ages of uh, three to six, I think it's raised about 6%. And then from six to 10, 30% of kids wow. having to wear glasses now because they are connected to this device that they're staring at constantly. And there's a thing there too uh, uh, about the anti-blue light or blue light that comes off of these devices and that, which can, it, it, there's still stuff that's out there. They're looking more and more, the studies aren't done yet, about how that is affecting uh, the pineal gland, uh, the back of the eye, and causing uh, kids to, uh, to have poor eyesight. And they say certain things there is getting outside and disconnecting from devices and being outside in the air and using natural light. I think uh, fluorescent lights, you know, for all those people that went to school, those fluorescent lights with the buzz and the hum and the flicker uh, while you sat there in school all day was uh, a very negative effect and a depressing effect on, uh, on kids that were going to school. So I just want to end on that one little part there of this uh, artificial egg that we uh, talked about there today. So Laura Lee, as we close out here, tell them about yourself and uh, where they can find you. Um, my name is Laura Lee Podfin. I'm Dell's other half. I'm also a host on UPRN here on Monday nights with the Angel Rock from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This, I'm trying to think who I have this this Monday. My gosh, I have somebody booked. I can't remember the name. I'm so sorry, but it's going to be a great guest. I should tell you also very quickly, I'm a clairvoyant medium, crystal Reiki, energy healer, Akashic Records practitioner, spiritual teacher and mentor, and a registered nurse. And if you ever want to get a hold of me, you got a guest idea, a guest suggestion, um, maybe you want to book a reading with me, healing session, and I do mentoring, get a hold of me on the angelrock.com for, or sorry, facebook.com for, uh, forward slash angelrock. And thanks for having me, Del. Awesome. And uh, this was uh, the artificial egg, the delicious recipe. I'm your host, Adele. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. And thank you, Laura Lee, for being on the show. And uh, just like I said, uh, just things to, to think about when, you, uh, when you're thinking about technology and the human body and how it affects you from day to day. There, there might be other things out there that might be a little bit better. And do your own research. And, oh. uh, we'll, and we'll see you all next week as we go into this... Uh, Winter months, that's what the toots about. Snow fell here in uh, northern Ontario. 
So we'll check you all next week. Thank you very much. Have a good one.